yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. I'm going to solve a problem for you today. Uh, I'm going to solve one of the biggest problems I see when I first consult with people. So when people first come to me, and let me set the stage for you a little bit. The people I'm talking to are already health conscious. Like the most of the people that we coach in Lingzo Fitness Academy, we do have route beginners, but most people are coming from the place of they're already watching what they eat in some way, shape or form. They, they have followed in the past or they are currently following some sort of diet. They are usually have been working out a little bit, you know what I mean? Or a lot bit. And they're putting in the effort, but they're not seeing the result that they want. And so the way that I, you know, there's a couple of different ways that people come into our world, but people will often hire me for a roadmap strategy, which is just like, dude, help me make sense of all the things I'm doing and get the most out of it. And the number one thing that I see during these roadmap sessions is this problem that is impeding their consistency for starters. So this problem keeps people from being consistent which therefore dictates a lack of results, but also it causes a ton of frustration because this little problem requires a ton of effort, a ton of focus, and a ton of restriction, and there's little if no reward for it. And so what am I talking about here? I'm talking about majoring in the minors. In the world we live in, in the information age, there is so much information out there and you can log onto the internet at any given time and learn about some new diet hack. You could learn about red light saunas. You could learn about intermittent fasting. You could learn about this food causes inflammation. You should learn about why you should cut sugar completely out of your diet. You could go find scientists who do nothing but sugar diets, right? Like you could do all, you could find all these things. And what we call that then is majoring in the minors because you take that information, you start applying it to your life and you're hyper-focusing on, let's just say, the elimination of sugar or the elimination of quote-unquote processed foods. And you're hyper-focused on it and it feels restrictive and it's taking a ton of effort, but that's not the thing that actually moves the needle to where you want to go. And so when, when I say majoring in the minors is a problem and I tell people like, look, you really only probably need to focus on a couple of key areas. The number one objection I hear is like, dude, it can't be that simple. It cannot be that simple. Because I've been putting in all this effort, I refuse to, basically, this is a subconscious, this is a thought bias, the person is saying to me, I refuse to believe that I wasted all that time and energy before for something that didn't matter. But when you can let go of that sunk cost fallacy, you just be like, maybe all these little things, maybe all this effort isn't worth it. Maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's a simpler way. Maybe there's an easier way. When you let that go, you are now free. You don't have any more anxiety. <laughs> you get to reclaim all the attention that you were spending on meticulous diet fads that don't matter and put that attention into A, the things that do matter for your health and fitness, but B, reclaim that attention and spend it elsewhere in your life. You get to go back to enjoying your life. And so what I want to do today is just walk you through sort of my thought process around it, give you, give you, you know, give you a few examples of what this may look like when applied in real life and let you take it and carry it in, 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 you know, do, do it for yourself and get the results you want. So if majoring in the minors is the problem, what is the solution? And since I'm super creative <laughs> with, with, with naming things and marketing names, my solution, I call it the straight line methodology, straight line methodology, very creative. Why do I call it that? Well, because if I'm at point A, and I want to go to point B, I want my roadmap to be a straight line from point A to point B. Like I said, very creative, right? I don't want squiggly lines. I don't want detours. I don't want the roundabout way to get there. I just want to go where I want to go in a straight line. 
Now, what's the first step to get there? If I want to draw that straight line, how do I come up with that roadmap? Well, it starts with having an actual problem to solve. So clarity, if you will. Now, a lot of people will say, hey, I'm working out. I'm watching what I eat to look better. I totally, I totally get that. But that's not a solvable problem. It's subjective. We want some objective data. What does looking better mean? Are you talking about making your waistline smaller? Are you talking about making your muscles bigger? Like what, what is the objective data we can measure? A lot of people say, hey, I'm just doing this for my health, right? I'm doing this for my health. I want to watch what I eat to get healthier. I want to work out to be healthier. But health is not a clearly defined outcome, right? Are you looking to improve your blood panels when you go see your physician next time? Are you looking to get your blood sugar down because you're borderline diabetic? Are you looking to lower your risk of the number one killer of Americans, which is cardiovascular disease? Like, what are we trying to do here? Let's get super clear on that. Let's start with that solvable problem. That's step number one is clarity. Find the problem that you actually need, the actual problem that you need to solve. Once you have that clarity, now you can know what moves the needle on it. And you guys, this methodology, by the way, <laughs> this straight line methodology works not just for fitness. It works for decision-making and planning in all areas of our life. Because if I know what the clearly defined problem is, well, now I can extrapolate what are the things that actually move the needle to get there? What are the things that will drive my progress? Okay. So if I'm working out to look, or if I'm so sorry, in the game to look better, let's call it. And I've decided that, you know, for a dude, let's just say I've got a 45 inch waist and I, and, and I know like the number one thing I can do to look better is get rid of that beer belly and cut that waist size down. Well, guess what? Exercise doesn't move the needle to get there diet does. So now I can completely eliminate this thought that like, oh, I've got to go do all this cardio. I've got to go do all these quote unquote fat loss hit workouts, which are all total bullshit, by the way. And I can focus all that energy on the one thing that matters, which is diet, which is slimming down my waistline. That's the number one thing I can do. And then number two progress I want to do, right? If I am wanting to look better, not only is slimming down my waistline going to help me look better, but so will building up my musculature. So now when I go to the gym, I'm not going and just wasting my time with cardio. I'm not wasting my time, um, you know, with HIIT workouts or interval training. I'm going there specifically to build muscle in the most efficient way possible, which is just straight sets of lifting weights. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing sexy, but it is what moves the needle. So once I clearly define the problem, I can look at what actually moves the needle to get there. And then, and then once I know what my actions are that are going to move the needle, I can define what KPIs am I going to track? What are the key performance indicators that I'm going to track to ensure that I'm executing correctly and that I'm moving forward? So in the example above, well, the KPI to track is, well, it's going to be probably your body weight and your waistline, your pictures. Those are the three that I always use to triangulate if you're looking better right? Because a picture itself can lie to you. If you see yourself every single day, you may not notice the small changes, but if you have a picture and you have objective, like, holy crap, I I measured myself and my waist is getting smaller. And then you have a body weight, you know, a body weight scale that shows, holy crap, I did lose 20 pounds and my waist got smaller. Like I probably look better. Those are good things to track. And then if you want to throw in the muscle building side of it, well, what, what uh, indicators can I use to see if I am gaining or losing muscle? Well, I can certainly measure my limbs. I can certainly measure my chest and my shoulders along with my waist. Absolutely. See how my measurements are changing in that direction. And and then I can also look at well, what's happening in the gym. Am I consistently getting a little bit stronger over the course of weeks? You know, am I doing the same way for more reps? 
Am I, am I doing more weight for the same reps? And as long as I am consistently getting a little bit stronger there, I can rest assured that I'm building a little bit of muscle. And so the straight line methodology is nothing more than getting really, really clear on what the specific problem is you want to solve, what moves the needle, and then which is what, what are the actions I'm going to take that are, that are going to, that I can most highly leverage to get me there fastest. And then what are the key performance indicators I'm going to track to measure my progress along the way? That's it. And so again, like going back to the beginning where it's like, dude, I know it can't be this simple because for guys, it's like, well, no, no, no. I read all these magazines. I've read all these blogs where you have to do like all these special drop sets. You have to lift weights a certain way. You have to have your protein feeding, you know, 30 grams of protein every two and a half hours, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, maybe, maybe if you're super advanced, right? And you've already accomplished, you're already in the 99th percentile of physiques and you are looking to squeeze out that last little bit of results. Absolutely. You can use all those tips and tricks to optimize, right? Or or to maximize, I should say, to squeeze out that last little bit of gains. But most of us don't live to be on the cover of a fitness magazine, we're not at that level yet. And so rather than worrying about what the most advanced people in the world do, you know, when they have become the most advanced people in the world, we should look at what they did to get there, which is a solid diet of the boring, sexy basics. Now, the same is true with, with health outcomes, right? People say, I want to be healthier, but there's not really a clearly defined way of saying, I, I want to be healthier. And a good example of this is paleo, right? So paleo is you know, not to knock it, it's a great overall diet. It's high in meat and vegetables. Like that's basically what I do anyway. But paleo states, it majors in the minors. It states that like anything that's not ancestral is bad for you. Processed, quote unquote, processed foods is bad for you. Sugar is bad for you. Uh, carbohydrates are bad for you. All these like little nuanced things that actually don't drive the needle of your health, but also can cause a great deal of restriction in your life. And here's the crazy part. Here's where it gets really crazy. If we say a food is healthy just because it's unprocessed, well, dude, in the paleo world, people end up eating a lot of nuts like almonds, you know, almonds, Brazil nuts, that sort of thing. They also end up eating a lot of avocado. They also end up eating a lot of fattier cuts of meat. All good, except that those things have a fuckload of calories in them. And so even if you're eating the least processed food possible, but you're overeating it in terms of calories and you end up 10, 20, 30 pounds overweight, you have actually become less healthy because you are still putting yourself at risk for the number one thing that kills Americans, which is cardiovascular disease, just by simply being overweight. So it doesn't matter that all the foods are healthy. It doesn't matter that you haven't touched refined sugar in five years. It doesn't matter that you're eating quote unquote healthy fats. None of that matters, right? Because if you have a simple, simple, objective way to measure health, which is your blood panel, it's not the the number one thing you can do to improve that blood panel is to get into a healthy BMI range. And so that's a that's the case of majoring in the minors gone horribly wrong because it's a high amount of effort, high amount of restriction, and literally no result. And so if we were to clearly define the problem from the beginning, we could have picked a different course of action that moved the needle. Like absolutely get those meat and get that meat and veggies in, but make sure you're doing it in a calorie controlled way. And if you enjoy sugar and if you enjoy, um, you know, some processed foods along the way, as long as you're doing it in a way that keeps you in a healthy um, body weight, you're likely going to have a really healthy blood profile as well. And so um, this is, this is really near and dear to my heart because Less is always, not always, less is usually more, right? And when we try to do too much, 
we end up spinning our wheels, but spinning our wheels with a high amount of effort. So not only are we not getting traction, like, oh, that we're not getting traction, we're spinning our wheels a little bit, little bit. we're fucking slamming on the gas and going like 12,000 RPMs, engines redlining, and we're not getting anywhere. That's the worst feeling in the entire world. And if you could just allow yourself to believe that less is more, simplicity wins, and just get rid of all the subjective measures and look at what is the actual problem I'm trying to solve? What are the actions that will be most highly leveraged to move the needle to get me to where I want to go? And then what are the KPIs I can track along the way to measure my progress? You will, you will have a lot more mental clarity. You will not stress anymore. And, and best of all, you won't feel like a failure when you can't meet an objective result. Or I'm sorry, a subjective result. Because if the results are always subjective, the, the goalposts can move on you, right? If, if you say, oh, I, I, am I healthy? But you have no way to define it. It's subjective. Well, you could always be a little bit, quote unquote, healthier, right? But if you have defined ways, objective ways of measuring that, you can feel good once you meet your target and you can rest assured knowing that your actions have gotten the result you wanted. The worst thing in the world is to work out really hard, cut sugar out, cut gluten out, cut alcohol out, have anxiety every time you go to a restaurant, have anxiety you go to a friend's party, and still have a fucking average physique. <laughs> that is the worst thing in the world. I want to save you from that. Take my straight line methodology and implement it immediately. And if you have questions on how to do so, that's what, that, you know, that's what I'm here for. Hit me on Instagram. All this shit's free. Like You can find it all in podcasts. You can find a lot of it on my social media, on Instagram. Um and then, of course, you can reach out to me as well. So if you, if, you're, if you want more information, info, if you want more info, head on over to thegoodshit.info. That is where I will give you the good shit, thegoodshit.info. That's my website. That's where you can find links to all my stuff and, um, you know, find ways you can hold me. Talk to you soon. Everybody have a great day. 